evening, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. I am Matt, and here in a little bit, I'm going to bring on Peter from Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel. We've got a big show tonight. Um, few news stories, but really what we're going to get into is kind of the state of Disney, kind of talk about the North American parks, the cruise lines, what happened this year, what our expectations for 2021 look like, and, you know, just kind of have a general discussion about, you know, what we feel the parks are going in 2021. So with that being said, you guys saw all of our social media in the intro. Definitely check us out over on Facebook at DPI Podcast, um, on Twitter at Disney Insights, and on the YouTube channel, uh, the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. So, as far as news goes, let's jump into that real quick. So, big news out of the park today was... We got the opening dates for two more of the Disney resorts. Um, we got one that pushed back, and then Polynesian is just kind of just sitting out there for summer of 2021. But All-Star Movies was the first that got announced today. All-Star Movies got pushed back from uh, February 9th to March 22nd. Wilderness Lodge is going to open up on June the 6th, and the Beach Club Resort is going to open up on May the 30th. So it gives more options, and if you look at that timeline and everything kind of getting pushed back, you kind of see how they're going to do capacity and that kind of stuff. I would think March, April, you're going to start seeing that 40 to 50% capacity, and then when they're, they're looking at that May, June, to get back to 100% capacity. And we'll talk about that a little bit more once we get into the state of Disney. Um, other news... There was a little bit of a change in the Rise of the Resistance virtual queue. Um, I, I guess it's how you get your Rise of the Resistance boarding pass, but um, they moved it from one or from two p.m. to one p.m. for the afternoon uh, drop for the boarding groups. And if you're park hopping, so this is going to apply here in a couple weeks after the first of the year. If you're park hopping to Hollywood Studios, you cannot get a Rise of the Resistance boarding group. So uh, just a couple of things that they put out there just to cover their bases with park hopping coming up. So they moved that second boarding group drop to 1 p.m. And people that are park hopping cannot get that drop at 1 p.m. Last thing is just an update on the boardwalk pool refurbishment. Everybody was kind of wondering what was going to happen to the creepy clown that was at the boardwalk. Well, it is completely gone. We are getting a Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway type animation set up there for Mickey and the gang hanging out at the boardwalk. So new artwork, new vibe over there but still kind of that boardwalk feel i think that's going to be one thing that they're going to keep there is this is going to be more of making friends on the boardwalk and really incorporating that character group into that theming so um like i said just a few news stories tonight let's jump in and bring on peter real quick and he is with princesses in the mouse disney travel so if you are looking to book a trip for 2021 and here soon i would imagine we're going to start seeing something on 2022 um but definitely for 2021 get in touch with one of us and we can help you out
Oh, you know, hanging in there. I'm uh, going strong. I'm wondering on the topic of cruises. So, you know, Disney has been basically sliding back a couple months at a time. So when they first closed them down in March, they said, Hey, until June. And then all of a sudden, like late April, they said, no, just kidding until August. And then in like early June, they said, just kidding until December. And now here we are in December and they're going, actually, we're going to wait till March. Um, and I could see them continuing to slide that back, but I could also see them going a different direction with it. Um, with the fact that we are now administering the first doses of vaccinations, and obviously those pharmaceutical companies are going to be just absolutely de dedicating huge amounts of resources and, and machine time to churning these vaccines out uh, to start getting ahead of coronavirus, uh, as it will, I could see Disney maybe bringing them back in March. Now, I would also expect on something close quarters where you're going to put, you know, several thousand people into really close quarters with one another for anywhere from three to seven days, depending on how long of a cruise you take. Um, I could see them requiring either proof of serological test or um, vaccination records in, in order to, to be able to go on those cruises. So whether that's a doctor's report from a blood draw that shows that you possess the COVID-19 antibodies in, in your system or proof of the two doses of vaccination, uh, you know, very much like many school districts, like my school district, you can't come to school without vaccination records. And I could see Disney doing something like that with their cruise lines, just because in all of Disney's uh, vacation avenues, that would be the highest risk for transmission. Um, you know, you and I have talked about like, you know, Myrtle Beach, Alani, not really much risk of transmission. The parks a little bit more, but Disney World has shown that they can do a really good job of being open for the public, but also mitigating and managing risk. Um, Disneyland, we have made it. We have made it abundantly clear our position on Governor Newsom and his decision. <laughs> we won't beat the dead horse here in this one. But uh, I could see on the cruise line. I would love to see him come back because just like you, cruise was on my 2021 docket. I just haven't booked it. 
Um, although Disneyland was on my 2020 docket. So now I guess Disneyland's on my 2021 docket and cruise might have to push back. But I, I could see them doing something like that where you have to prove that you are essentially not a risk in mm-hmm. order to be able to book and do that cruise. Now, now a couple of questions that I would have for you is big things on the cruise is they were already pretty high strung as far as it came with sanitation and that kind of stuff. They were really high on the hand sanitizer before you went in restaurants and that kind of things. But with like the self-serve and the buffets and the, that kind of stuff that are on the cruise ship, do you expect them to make alterations to the way that they serve food um, for the short term until really we kind of get past this? Well, if, if we go with my idea of like all guests are required to show, you know, immunization, there are instances out there where it seems like some people are getting reinfection from a different strand um, because obviously COVID-19, like any other virus, is going to mutate and evolve along. So um, there is a, a potential possibility for reinfection. I've seen several cases of individuals who were positive in April and are positive again now in December. It would beg me the question of what the heck are you doing with your life that you can't seem to understand to, to do things right, that you've now gotten infected twice. Um, but it does, it is possible. But if you were to require vaccination and, um, you know, serological r- records in order to get on the cruise, I don't think you would have to modify anything because essentially you're mitigating the risk by bringing on individuals that should be of no risk to one another. Um, now, in an abundance of caution, could the buffets turn into family styles the way we've seen it happen at Disney World and some of the, you know, like Hollywood and Vine is now a, a family style restaurant. Chef Mickey is now a family style restaurant versus the buffet. Um, so could we see them? Absolutely. Absolutely. But boy, I don't know if on December 15th, that's the right topic for you and I to be talking about when we're at the bare minimum waiting for March 1st to hopefully see (laughs) cruises start heading out of, uh, you know, out of Fort Lauderdale and uh, Port Canaveral. There it is. I was like, it's Canaveral. I was going to say Fort Canaveral. I was like, that's not right. (laughs) Oh yeah. Port Port Canaveral down there. All right. So, so switching to Disneyland and I know you said you didn't want to beat a dead horse here. So yes, everybody knows our position on Disneyland right now. With that being said, Disney has tried to open Disneyland up a little bit. Brought back some shopping, brought back some dining, that kind of stuff. You know, are we looking at kind of the same timeline for Disneyland that we're looking for the cruises? Are we looking longer, do you think? I mean, what what does what does California need to do to actually allow Disneyland to open as an amusement park and not just an outdoor mall? Recall Newsom. <laughs> that, that, that's um, beating a dead horse, man. I, I know, but that's, I, I, I don't know. Um, again, I think we are, what's really interesting about where we are right now, just sort of as a nation, is the fact that our, our vaccinations are starting to go out. So from here, you have months, months of vaccination cycles, Um you have months of watching the data. You have you, you still have months of health, you know, health departments on high alerts, 
CDC watching, you know, every, every single thing that's presented from every single municipality in every single state, you, we still have months of this. I know it seems like maybe light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccination starting to roll out, but people do need to understand that this is, um, this is still not done and over with. So the answer to your question. So first of all, on your first talking point, yes. Um, downtown Disney is open. The shops are open. The restaurants are open. Pretty much everything that wants to be in downtown Disney or what that wants to be open in downtown Disney is open. Um, now with the recent backtrack, some of that indoor dining is not allowed, but they would still have a smaller crew and their terrace is open and things along those lines. And like you mentioned, places like Trattoria Wine Country in um, California Adventure, huge outdoor terrace area. I believe that restaurant is open and running and allowing people in for dining reservations to that restaurant. So Disneyland is, is open, but not really, because the whole reason we're going is for the shows, the parades, the you know, uh, the rides, uh, all of that great stuff that uh, makes it the happiest place on earth, not to be confused with the most magical place on earth. Um, so I would, I really can't speak to Disneyland until Newsom backs up and allows places like SeaWorld, Universal, Disney to say, listen, this is what we're going to do. It, it doesn't even seem, to, to my knowledge, I could be wrong on this. So, defamation lawsuit, I don't know. To, to my knowledge, he won't even have these meetings with, with the, like, the executives of all of these different entertainment companies. They continue to like put proposals on, on his desk. And I don't even think, it's not even a question of, well, I've looked at it and there are some sound points. Here are my concerns. It's, I'm not even looking at these. Nope, not till we, nope, not till we meet this metric. Nope, not till we meet this metric. I'm not even looking at these. So um, I, I can't even begin to say, here's my thought on Disneyland until I see there's no give and take in that avenue. I, I mean, it's bad when DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is ripping Newsom over the fact of, ha, huh, I got my tourist economy back up and running. How's yours doing? You know, like that's pretty much the message that DeSantis sent out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, and a direct pot shot at Newsom for for keeping his tourism industry down. And it's it, it's it's hard it's hard to judge with um with states like Florida, with uh, New York, um Chicago, Illinois, uh Michigan with those high density population bases that you do have people on top of people on top of people on top of people. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a different animal um, as far as what we're used to in rural Indiana, basically. I whoa, mean, whoa, whoa. first of all, we're as urban as Indiana gets. Okay. Five, <laughs> five years ago, you lived in a, well, a year ago, you lived in a cow field. Um, a year ago, what are you yeah. doing? I was downtown Fishers a year ago. <laughs> now I'm closer. I'm closer to a cow field now than I was a year yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just it's it's a different animal. 
and even Indianapolis for us doesn't compare to a city like New York or a city like Los Angeles or anything like that. Not even close. So no. it's it's going to be interesting to see how cities like that come out of this, you know, and how, because in, in all reality, a majority of their population is going to be the last to get a COVID vaccination. So it's, it's I think when you're looking at like percentages and that kind of stuff, it's it's going to take a lot longer for a city like that to come out than a city like Fishers or a city like Indianapolis that's smaller and the percentage of people that are going to be getting the shot earlier is higher. Yeah, for sure. And and again, that all like all of that is so dependent on number of shots, right? Yeah. Number of shots. Because and like, you know, we talk about these healthcare workers there is still strong science that supports that 70 to 75% of all COVID cases go asymptomatic. So are we just blindly shoving needles in people or are we doing due diligence and starting with a blood work test to see if the antibodies are already there? And if they were one of those individuals that had it, never knew it, maybe one night got the chills or one day had some muscle aches and, and then the next day we're fine. Maybe, had a little bit of a sore throat and, you know, throat irritation for two days, but thought nothing of it. That's, that's the, the trick with all of this is there was a recent study that came out and um, there is strong evidence to support that we had cases here in December. And I think back, so, you know, being a teacher, I think back to last winter, December, January, February, I think back to the high amount of pneumonias and influenza A's that I had students out for like five, six days who said, oh, yeah, Salvador, sorry, I tested positive for influenza A. And I go, and now in hindsight, I'm sitting here going, "Um, influenza A or the test that tested for a virus picked up a different virus. Yeah, yeah. um, So there's there's all there's. There's so many different things. And and you and I, you know, sitting on this Disney talk show uh, talking about talking about the, the, the idea of Disney and then bringing in COVID. What's what's funny is, I don't know, I think you and I talk more logical common sense than a lot of stuff I hear coming out of the, the talking heads most of the time. So <laughs> come here for great COVID discussion. I mean, um, but moving on from that, you know, Disneyland, hopefully, you know, I would say first half of next year, we're probably going to see the park open in some capacity. Um, and then from there, it's just kind of how does L.A., Anaheim, that kind of area get through the vaccination? What happens after the vaccination? That kind of stuff. And then we see Disneyland from there. Moving Here's to- what I can tell you about Disneyland because I have a vested interest seeing as I have $2,000 worth of tickets sitting in my back pocket. Um, I can tell you that there has been emails of ticket purchases um, being extended. So if you had a ticket that was only valid until I believe the dates were like April of 2021, those those have now been extended to December okay. of 2021. And I believe that tickets that were valid until like August, 2021 are now valid until like March, 2022 or something like that. Okay. Um, So I I can tell you that it seems like Disneyland is pushing back 
essentially like a six to nine month time frame of of their ticket dates, which makes sense because they've been closed for nine months at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let, let's make the pivot over to Disney World now. So Disney World shut down basically that same weekend, March the 15th. Um, and then opened back up on July 11th. And now we're into, you know, month five of them being operational. We've seen very few tweaks to what they initially started out with. They made some tweaks to kind of the mask policy. They've made some tweaks to um, some of the rides so that they can increase capacity on rides. But for the most part, what they put out in July has held pretty true through December, which has been a testament to their planning and to their thought process and that kind of stuff. Now, I've been there since they've opened. We went in July and, you know, when I came back, we did a show and I talked about, I thought it was safer to go to Disney World than it was to go to our local grocery store. And I still stand by that. I still think that there is far less of the not care at Disney World than there is at your local Walmart, Meyer, Publix, whatever your local grocery store is. Um, so what we haven't been getting is full parades. We haven't been getting full fireworks shows. We haven't been getting a lot of the live action shows. We don't have character meet and greets. We don't have character meals to a point. We don't have character meals like there used to be. Um, but anything that was like kind of touchy feely, huggy, that kind of stuff is gone right now eh, for good reason. But um, Disney World is coming back. And with the announcement of more hotels and that kind of stuff, how do you see capacity being increased throughout the year next year? You know, I, we're all aware that Disney World is ramping up to October 1st, 2021. I don't think there's any way other than a catastrophic failure of a vaccine that Disneyland or Disney World isn't operating at 100% on October 1st, 2021. That is a, um, so first of all, it's a bold statement. Somebody mark his words. Um, secondly, uh, I don't know. I, I would somewhat agree with you on all of that. In fact, I have some clients who are starting to plan in towards the later part of next year and pretty much from June on, uh, I've pretty much, when they go, how busy will it be? How busy will it be? I'll be like, well, right now the parks are at capacity, but I would not bank on that. You know, right now they're running strict capacities, which are going to keep, you know, levels down and midways open and, you know, fast passes out, keeps the ride lines long, but short, long length, short weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it, I, I don't, Honestly, even if, even if the, um, now I, I fully, I fully expect this vaccine to do exactly what it is supposed to do. All these people, these naysayers going, oh, but they fast tracked it. All that means those people don't understand how vaccines and how drugs work. Drugs, when they get proposed, they go to the bottom of the, the stack. So all fast track means is it went from proposed to the top of the stack for evaluation. All the steps of evaluation were still taken. 
all of the protocols were still met, all of the test groups were still done and ran, all the, the data was analyzed. It just didn't wait in a three month pile before the data was analyzed. It was analyzed the next day as opposed to waiting months and months and months. Um, so I, I have full confidence, me personally, I, I have plenty of confidence in this, um, you know, doing what it's supposed to. And, and if it does, then I don't think your, your guess for October 1st is reaching in any way. I think um, that's a really good idea. Now, I, I think we're months away, but yeah, I don't think we're 10 months away. I think we are months away, but I don't think we're 10 months away. Um, and like you said, Disney World with very few modifications has done a great job. I, like you said, I, I was there for a week and I went to the parks every single day. I went to every park twice except for Animal Kingdom. I'm sorry, but you can do that park in a day. The rest of them, you need that time. Um, <laughs> And watch watch our podcast or watch our uh, watch our informational series on the parks to see we we broke all of the parks into two segments, except for Animal Kingdom. We're sorry. Um, so <laughs> the these in all of the time that I was there, I maybe felt uncomfortable five, definitely under ten. Yeah. times where I was like, oh my gosh, this person isn't wearing a mask and they're too close to me. Because even if a person like had their mask down, they were always distanced and we were always outside. On the flip side, I can't go to Kroger without having 10 experiences that make me uncomfortable because people can't understand. I've started like passive aggressively talking to my kids going, I know anatomy's tough. People can't figure out where their noses are. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> This does not protect you. <laughs> it's a disease that infects your nostrils. Goobers, goobers. Yeah, I, I, I like, I don't know, I love Disney World. I love that they're going. Um, I'm actually trying to talk my family into um, leaving, leaving Friday night and going right now, like this week. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go in two days, um, not to go to the parks. We would just go down and have a have a hotel vacation and spend some time at Disney Springs and on the boardwalk and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, and, and and you know, here's here's the other thing is you've you've got hotels opening up. You, they've been able to do now. The construction is starting to ramp up on a lot of things. We've got some things to look forward to in 2021. Um, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, um, Space 220, uh, hopefully Tron by the end of the year. It's looking more and more like Tron is 2022 now, unfortunately. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, there's a lot going on to be excited about in 2021. And the more the more people that are going to get to experience those things i think is is going to be where disney is going to try and go uh, disney world at least as much as possible um it's just i i just i can't see them pumping the brakes if they know that they've got a chance to kind of push forward on this and unless it's just something that's going to be like catastrophic pr or something like that they're going to kind of push capacity Further and further, and I'm honestly surprised that for the holiday season, 
they didn't push it a little bit more and then draw it back after the beginning of the year. Well, they did, though, because, you know, about two, three weeks ago, they bumped capacity up. So that was in anticipation of the upcoming holiday season. They did it now so that they could see what the crowds look like to make sure that they were fully prepared to take on. Realistically, I expect over the holidays, over the next six weeks, or, well, three weeks from now, four weeks from now, over the next, we'll say four weeks, I expect most parks every day to fill to their their arbitrary capacities. I fully I fully expect that to happen. And then, you know, to your other point, let's just take a moment to appreciate how much Disney World has done to, I guess, bring down Magic Kingdom in the eyes of its loyal viewership. Um, and not that Magic Kingdom is deficient or any worse than it ever was, but it was obviously the the icon, the flagship, the the main destination, whatever you want to call it. And now with the with the ad of Pandora over in Animal Kingdom, Toy Story and Galaxy's Edge over in Hollywood Studios, add Minnie and Mickey Runaway Railway to that, with Epcot bringing in some you know, some big rides and some more experiences. I just, every, every single thing that I watch, Oh, here's an announcement. We're doing this. We're doing this. I'm going, man. And there's another 300 people that don't go to magic kingdom that day that go to this park that day. Or, yeah. Know, it's just yeah. Impressive. Yeah. They're definitely, they're definitely trying to spread out that crowd a little bit more evenly between the parks. Um, and, yeah, and when Magic Ep- Kingdom at one point was like double, was, yeah, Magic and, Kingdom was like double every other park. And what's Epcot's done? So, Spaceship Earth remodel, Journey of Water done. You know, when they get harmonious up and running and that kind of stuff, Epcot becomes probably the number two park pretty easily at Walt Disney World. Um, because you've got just the widest variety of things to do there now. You have your rides, you have your your food, you have the festivals, you have the cultural aspect with the, the all the countries around there. I just think Epcot is is rounding out into this this huge experience now where Magic Kingdom is Magic Kingdom, it's Disney, it's it's a theme park. Epcot is a whole lot more now. You're not going to hear me disagree with that. I know, you I know. know. I was just playing right into your wheelhouse on this yeah, one. Yeah, you, you know Epcot's my favorite part. I just like eating. That's my issue. Yeah, yeah. You can't go to Epcot without having a festival going on. And I'm all, all about, like, first, first thing Epcot, festival, festival night. <laughs> so, la- last thing, you know, um, so we don't, we don't draw this out super long. Um, Disney Investor Call last week. They announced it seemed like a hundred different franchise expansions um, between Star Wars and Marvel and everything that they are releasing, especially stuff going straight to Disney Plus. How much stuff that they're just pushing directly to Disney Plus is this? Is this a cue that maybe? Disney as a, a a movie studio 
is maybe on the decline, and it might be in concert with the decline of movie theaters. But, you know, does Disney do more on the series side because of what's going on and, and kind of the landscape for the next several years? Well, with Disney Plus, you know, honestly, $70 a year is a steal. It is an absolute steal when you consider streaming services. Um, now, for those of you that don't know, Disney does also own Hulu. Um, so you have you have that aspect as well. So they do have technically in their umbrella is a live stream service um, as well. So what I could see, though, is as Disney Plus continues to beef this out, um, they're going to start looking a lot more like Netflix. Look at how many Netflix originals have been going on in the last you know, three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how many series and movies are going straight to Netflix? Like, uh, oh, what's uh, it's Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston? It was a it was a good it was a pretty good movie. Um, but like, I was just scrolling through Netflix one day and I was like, "What the heck is that?" Straight to Netflix. Oh, cool! Um, and it ended up being a great movie. So, so anyway, I I could see them beefing that out so that they could then turn Disney Plus into like a month by month, you know, twelve fifteen dollars a month subscription. And really, when it comes to, like, let's just take all the Star Wars, for example, that they're doing. You know, there's an Obi-Wan and there's an Ahsoka and there's a, there, there's, boy, the list goes on and on. They're doing one with. Um, the Rangers. Other reasons. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the defective, the defective unit. They're doing uh-huh. that one. The, the defective six or whatever they're called. Um uh, I'm, I'm missing the name of the guy in Rogue One. Oh, uh, Cassie and Andor. They're doing one around him and his yeah. early mercenary days with the Republic. So you, you've got all of these different things. And let's be honest, does that play better as a movie or does it play better as 12 40-minute installments? Well, I mean, just look at how well they've done with The Mandalorian. I mean... Right. Uh, and, and Mandalorian seems kind of fresh into its goal, but things like Ahsoka... And all of those have already seemed like they're kind of declaring that they're basically running it like, a, you know, a band of brothers type of thing where we are going to run a 10 episode mini series um, with with this storyline. And I, I really look forward to it because, uh, you know, purists in Star Wars will be like, oh, no, you're going to ruin the canon. But Star Wars fans, I think more Star Wars fans will be like, Yes, fill in the gaps, would you please? Because right now there's a lot of gaps that if you don't read the books and then you know you don't read the comics and the novels, you don't have all of that. Um, I remember like there's a lot of Luke and Leia childhood stories that that were told in in novels and comics, and and that would even be interesting to see get picked up at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've got a lot coming on with Disney Plus, and I think that's going to be cool. Um, New Mandalorian Friday night, and then they announced Season 3 is going to start on Christmas Day 2021. So, mark your calendars now. It's over a year away, and... Wait, I have to mark my calendar for Christmas Day? Yeah, Mandalorian. Mandalorian Day. Oh, put Mandal... So, cross out Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glorious. Just put a little bit, picture of of Grogu there, and you're good. Put Baby Yoda in the manger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just piss <laughs> off all kinds of people now. 
Uh, we're going off the rails now. Um, so, uh, kind of, kind of wrapping everything up, um, Disney parks, definitely we're going to see more and more come back in 2021. I just, you know, I can't wait to get more and more from the parks. You know, um, I'm itching for fireworks down there. I'm itching for the parades again. I want to bring back some of that live entertainment and I want to bring back the people. I think that was the one thing because you didn't have a lot of that interaction with the cast members like you would normally have. You know, I I can remember pre-COVID, almost every trip we were down there, there was a cast member that through a conversation or through bumping into them in a midway or, you know, something silly that we had an interaction with a cast member um, that... We didn't have in July, you know, the cast members were there, but when, when you're, you know, at arm's length from everybody, it's hard to have that personal connection with that cast member. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that kind of stuff to come back. So, um, here's 2021. If you are looking to plan a trip, definitely get with Peter over there at princesses in the mouse, Disney travel at P A T M Disney travel on Facebook. Quick, quick plug on that. There are some fantastic, they have already released the deals all the way into March and April of next year. There are some fantastic deals going on. The reason why, so for example, the reason why I am considering going down this upcoming weekend is because I can get Coronado Springs for 180 a night. And I, that's, yeah, that's, uh, like better than, that's better than value resort prices right there. That's like right on the same level you can get all-star resorts for at um at rack rate so uh definitely now is a great time if you would like to go down and see what it's all about you know matt kind of talked about it, it is it's different is it still magical absolutely oh yeah yeah it, it's still. it's fantastic still yeah we had a great time we had a great time i know matt's family had a great time matt's family's looking forward to going back in a couple um so so the uh the you know we're the you know he is talking about his cruise and all of that great stuff. They're like we're we're excited. We want it back. We want it all back. But we do want it back safely. Um, yeah, but yeah. Like I said, there's there's a lot of great deals out there right now. Um, so definitely strike while the iron's hot. Whether it's coming and talking to me using all of the information on on this avenue or or even just finding you know another one in your area travel agents especially you know me right now i would love to get your business i would love to earn your business i'll talk i'll talk to somebody about disney all day every day if i could um but especially travel professionals that do it 100 full time you know i've said on the show before i'm a high school teacher i do this for fun it's it's a joy it's a passion of mine um, but i will tell you that your travel professionals are hurting so um you know if it's me great if it's not me and it's a full-time travel agent maybe even better because um, they, they could potentially use it a little bit more than I could right now. So um, get out there though. Don't be afraid. Disney has made it completely safe. You're going to have an amazing time and uh, there's some great deals out there for you right now. So, all right, back to Matt with the outro. All right. Thanks a lot, Peter. You have a good night, man. All right. So lot, lots going on tonight. We got, um, 
conversation with Peter over at Princesses and the Mouse. We did have some news. Definitely check out all of our social media. We'll get this up over on the audio side here soon. We're still pushing for 2,000 listens this year. Um, it wasn't a goal that we thought we were going to have at the beginning of the year, but it's something that's kind of rounded out, and we're about 200 listens away. So uh, anything you can do to help that would be fantastic. But want to thank you for watching tonight. Um, be safe out there, stay warm, and we will see you guys real soon at the parks. Bye now.